Good morning, everybody. Okay, so our our theme today, the thing that we're going to be looking at, is how can we begin to live and act as the heroes that God requires his people to be? So um, I haven't seen all of the Avengers movies, but the ones I have seen, I like. Um, And we kind of have this image of these amazing superheroes, strong superheroes, superpowers. Um, Stick your hand up, tell me your favourite superhero. Stick your hand up, let's see. Who's that? Who's that? Can you say down the microphone? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Who likes Spider-Man? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Okay, anyone else? Oh, we've got Mark in stone over here. Mark, you can't say yourself. Has to be like a superhero on a film. I was going to say Deb. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Other ones you've got, you've got um, Iron Man, haven't you? Oh, we've got one at the back. Oh, I'm coming down. Oh, we've got quite a few back here. Superhero fans. Yes, who's your favourite superhero? Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. (laughs) Very good. Oh, the Clarks are in a cupboard. Two seconds. Who's your favourite superhero? The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Brilliant. So we've got all these amazing superheroes. But actually, I've got a film poster here, which is a film I've not seen. Who's seen this one? Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. I've not seen it. I'll tell you why I'm using the poster in a minute. But when I first looked at it, to be honest, they didn't really look like your stereotypical superheroes. You've got a raccoon, a green woman, and a guy who looks like a tree. Now, I'm sure that they are amazing superheroes. And the reason why we've got this poster up is because underneath where it says Guardians of the Galaxy, the tagline is, all heroes start somewhere. And that's what we're looking at this morning. All heroes start somewhere. And this is true of God's people in the Bible. And it's still true of God's people today. We are called to be heroes, but heroes need to start somewhere. So we're going to look at this in the word, first of all. Time and time again, we see God call people who don't necessarily look or act or sound or even live like heroes. But as they learn to live in love, faith and obedience, their everyday mundane lives become heroic. And actually, as we unpack that in the service, we're going to see that that's the same for us today and that we need to choose this morning for our heroic lives to start today. Okay, so just before we uh, discuss one of those heroes of the Bible, can I ask you please, turn to the people near you and discuss, who can you think of from the Bible that is definitely a hero of faith, but whose life did not really start in a very heroic way? Okay, have a quick chat and we'll get some feedback. Okay, have we got some examples, please? 
And when I say please, what I really mean is everyone needs to have a think. Okay, who can you think of? Paul? Yeah, Paul. Paul definitely had a non-heroic start, didn't he, to his life. He was a punisher of the Christians and actually became one of the greatest well-known Christians in history. Yep, who can you think of? Pardon? Oh, 10 points to you, Moses. Yeah, my favourite Moses. We're going to be talking about him in a moment. Anybody else? Gideon, fantastic. Anybody else? Just call out. Jonah. David. Rahab. Jesus. Jesus. Interesting. Yeah, non-heroic beginning on earth. Of course, he was the son of God, but we think about the way he came to earth. That was not in a palace. He wasn't carried down by angels, was he? He had a very normal human start to life. Fantastic. Anybody else? It's like being back at school, except I can make my class talk. Okay. Leah? Noah, absolutely. So, I mean, one of my absolute favorites is Moses. And Moses is so well known. And if you're like me, if you like the film The Prince of Egypt, who likes Prince of Egypt? Do you know it's a musical now as well? You can go and watch it on stage. But we sometimes get this idea that Moses was raised in the wrong background as a prince, but actually we forget that he started his life as a refugee, as a baby whose life was under threat and had to be sent away from his own family. For me, that's a very traumatic and upsetting beginning to a life, and yet he went on to become an absolute hero. He had God speak to him and call him into doing something incredible. And I think, you know, I was talking with someone about this recently and they said, yeah, but Moses had the burning bush telling him what to do. And I think, yes, but for us, we've got the Bible, haven't we? And we've got the whole the whole raft of Christian history urging us on, calling us forward, calling us to be heroic. So we're going to be exploring that a little bit more this morning. Can I just say for children who may be sat there thinking, when will this end, okay? If you want something to go and do... Okay, I have drawn a world-class, non-gender-specific outline of a superhero. I mean, I was hoping for applause, but that's okay, no worries. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so if any children or adults who just need that brain space from me and Sarah, head down to the table. We've got outlines of superheroes and pens, but you have a purpose to it. You're not just colouring in. You are designing yourself as the hero God is calling you to be. So we want you to draw yourself on it, colour your cape, make yourself look like a hero, but maybe write or draw around the edge all the things that are in you that God can use to be heroic. Okay, everyone understands? Perfect. Right, we're going to head into a worship song and then we will be back. Fantastic. Thank you. Happy birthday, everybody. Um, just for the next bit, children, you just come and sit down here just for the moment, leave your work. And uh, creche and preschool, if you're wanting to go out at any point, there is creche in the bottom room. Sorry, it's called Lower Ridgeway. And preschool is upstairs? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're thinking about superheroes. And we're thinking about how we can be heroes. And we are all called to be heroes. And I thought, actually, there might be three superheroes you are not so familiar with. So I am going to create those superheroes for you this morning. But I'm going to need three volunteers. That doesn't mean all children. So adults, I'm going to be looking to you as well. Okay, so, in fact, should we just call up somebody for that one? Who should we have? I think we need a woman, a lady. 
We need a lady who we're going to have. The lady's looking nervous. Let's go with Jazz. Jazz, would you come and be a superhero for us? Hooray, give her a huge round of applause. <laughs> now, now, Jazz, we thought every superhero's got something, a gimmick, a cape or a weapon or like blades in there. You've not got blades or webs in your wrists, have you? So we thought, <laughs> instead, we're going to give you a sledgehammer. Okay, don't drop it. I hear the carpet is new. Okay, don't drop it. Okay, but your name is Judge Justice. Judge Justice, okay? So Jazza's superpower is that she is incredibly just. She is good at making just decisions and fighting for justice. But I need you to help me. What kind of things could Judge Justice do in the world that we live in today? Have a quick chat. Off you go. You can lay it up. So, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry for shouting. Sorry. So, Judge Justice needs a workload. What kind of things could our superhero do, do we think? What could she be doing in the world that we live in today? Yes. Stop climate change. Yeah, we need a bit of justice, don't we, for, for helping fight climate change. What do you think? Yeah, superpowers definitely could help maybe do that, couldn't it? Because we've, we've done quite a bit of damage. Nick? Bring down all those oppressive Bring down oppressive regimes that stop people worshipping God, absolutely. And we know that that is the heart that, that you have and have been fighting for. Definitely. Anything else? Come on, there's so much injustice in the world, we can all be thinking of something. Stop hunger, that is caused by greed, absolutely. Brilliant. Any others? Yeah. Equal opportunities for all. So where there is inequality, Judge Justice could be there to, to be the voice for those people who maybe don't have a voice. Brilliant. With your big hammer. People would definitely listen. Okay. Any others? Maybe one more? Yes. Absolutely. And obviously been in the news this weekend. You know, people in power... Stop them from bullying people below them. They should be standing up for those people, shouldn't they? So, Judge Justice, do you think you could do that? Brilliant. Okay, great. Okay, so... Our next superhero, we are going to select... Mike Nightingale, come forward! Okay. Okay. You are... Everyone say hello to the humble Hulk. So we've got to green you up a little bit. Because as we know, the incredible Hulk... 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> that was not needed, was it? Right. <laughs> Humble Hulk. Hold on. How are you? How are you feeling in your new role? Um, constricted. Constricted. Okay, but you don't need to feel constricted because you've got so much to do. So much to do. Fight off all the social media stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so again, we'll just have a really quick chat. What kind of things could someone who has got like super amounts of humility and the ability to be humble and maybe teach others about humility, what kind of things could the humble Hulk do in our world today? Have a quick chat. Off we go. Thank you very much. We've had some amazing answers down the front. We've not just, you know, the children have not just been chatting amongst themselves. They've come up with some amazing ideas down here. We were talking about how humility is maybe putting the needs of others before yourself, um, understanding your true value. And some, some of the things we heard were where there are people that are unsafe, stepping in to try and help those people. Have we got any other thoughts from elsewhere in the church? Visit 10 Downing Street. I can't imagine why. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe speak, maybe speak to people in authority and maybe help and encourage them to show humility as well. Yeah. That was quite a political way I turned that around, wasn't it there? Anybody else? Was that a hand up at the back? No? No? Okay. All right. So humility, thinking about others' needs before your own. Imagine if everybody had that superpower, how different the world might be. But also a great friend of ours talked about humility and said, sometimes we get mistaken and we think humility is always about putting yourself down to lift others up. And I don't believe that's true, and neither did our friend who spoke to us about this. Humility is not about making yourself less. It's about understanding truly who you are. So actually, true humility is someone who has a gift and is not afraid to use that. Now, they're not going out, they're not using that gift to gain glory for themselves, but part of being humble is understanding who God has made you to be and using those specific gifts because we have got just the most amazingly gifted congregation here. People with giftings in every area of life. And to be humble is to actually make use of those gifts together as a body in church, but also in your day-to-day life. So I can, I can use my gift as a teacher, and you could use your gift as an engineer, or you could use your gift as um, a member of the community. You could use your gift as a great neighbor. We all have that. So that's very much part of humility as well. Okay, I'm sorry, I realize you're still just stood here dressed like that. Okay, we have got... We have got one more superhero. Sarah, have you already pre-chosen someone? Okay. Who's it going to? 
Who's it going to be? Dun, 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 dun. Let's go with Sarah's dad, Kevin. <laughs> You've actually got a good costume, though. I would never embarrass you intentionally. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mercy Man. Blame Sarah. Okay. So we've got Judge Justice, we've got Humble Hulk, and we've got Mercy Man. So to show mercy is to show forgiveness, and it's often in the context of people who are, you have authority over. So maybe it's people who are younger than you, people who are in your care, people who you have a responsibility for. So what kind of things could Mercy Man do or encourage other people to do? Final chance. Have a little chat. Off you go. Okay, Mercy Man. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, he's not listening? Mercy Man has promised mercy for his daughter for making him get up here. Um, but what else could Mercy Man do? In all seriousness, if we had a supernatural amount of mercy, what might that look like in the world we live in today? <laughs> yeah, get Mike out of that dress. That's the humble Hulk. That's his outfit. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Seeing people as Jesus sees them and all they could be. So not necessarily focusing on who they are currently, but who they could be in that relationship with Jesus. Definitely. That's so important, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Take care of the homeless and the outcasts. And sometimes we think of issues like that as being far away, but homelessness is a big issue in this area, big issue. And we could be showing mercy by responding to that need. Definitely. Um, Ivy's your hand up. Mercy man would go to prison and tell people about Jesus. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So going into a place like a prison and helping people there to have mercy. Mercy from Jesus. Fantastic. What a lovely answer. Anybody else? Forgiveness. Yeah, forgiveness, absolutely. And just to live that forgiveness every day. And sometimes, you know, it is hard, isn't it? We all have those things that we really do struggle with when it comes to forgiveness. I know I do. And it's something I have to work on. Some people are so natural at extending forgiveness and mercy. Sadly, I'm not one of those people. I have to really work at that. But mercy is definitely something that we are called to have in our superhero arsenal in the Bible. Okay. Has someone got a photo of these three? 
Okay, now what we need, superheroes, is we need each one of you to decide on a superhero pose that sums up your character, okay? So please don't actually rip out of my dress, Mike. I know it'll be hard. But um, so can you each think of a, a pose and do it, please? Okay, so we've got Judge Justice, excellent. We've got Humility Hulk and we've got Mercy Man. Oh, look. He could be on a stained glass window. Very beautiful. Okay, now the power is in our hands. You need to decide if you could follow one of these superheroes. You're going to be part of their superhero team. Which superhero would you follow? And the way we're going to do this is, one by one, they're going to stand at the front of the stage and do their pose. If you want to be part of their team, you are going to stand up and do their pose also. Does everyone understand? Or if you can't stand, that's fine. You can sit and just do your pose as well. They don't have to wear the outfit. Sorry, Mike. It's all yours. Okay, so... If you don't vote for me, there will be no mercy. Sorry. Which kind of completely destroys this morning's message. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start with... Judge Justice. Judge Justice, please step forward. Okay, children and adults, if you want to be part of Judge Justice's team, please stand now. Okay, amazing. Sit yourselves down. We're going to bring forward the Humble Hulk. If you want to follow the Humble Hulk, please stand now. Oh, a small but dedicated following. (laughs) And if you have been terrified into submission by Mercy Man, please stand up and do the pose. Oh, amazing. Fantastic. Sit down, everyone. And a round of applause for these three. You can take it off. You can keep it on if you want, Mike. That's fine. (laughs) So we've all, we all decided on a superhero and their superpowers that we wanted to follow. But actually, when we look at God's word and we see what the Lord requires of us, this is what it says in Micah 6, 8. It says, what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. I'm just going to read that again. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So actually, when it comes to us being heroes, us starting somewhere on our hero journey, God asks us to have all three of those parts together in who we are. We're just going to have a song. And then we'll come back to what that means for us. Fantastic. Now, the kids in the corner have worked really hard. Their superior pictures are fantastic. And kids, I think what would be really nice is if you can leave your pictures on the table if you finish them, then perhaps people can come and have a look at them after the service. But this final bit is going to be the prayer and response time. So children, if you could all go back to your mums and dads, grands and granddads, aunts and uncles, whoever's brought you today. Um, for this final bit, that would be fantastic. So we started the service, we were looking at those superheroes, all the different Avengers, we had the film poster of the Guardians of the Galaxy as well, 
And we started the service by looking at how can we begin to live and act as the heroes God requires us to be. And we've, we've looked a little bit about God's heroes in the Bible, um, and Sam unpacked the life of Moses, you know, someone who started off not looking like a hero at all. And the, the Prince of Egypt, the film, doesn't actually depict it in quite the right way, because if you read in God's Word, if you read about the life of Moses, Moses was actually an old man by the time God sent him back into Egypt. God did a lot of work in Moses' life before he sent him out as a hero, And even when God sent him out as a hero, Moses didn't storm into Egypt and do it all by himself. He still needed Aaron alongside him. And that is so true for us in our life as well. We don't start our life as heroes. There are very, very few of us who find it completely natural and easy to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. But I believe that when you read God's word, it is very clear that the more time you spend with Jesus, the more you get to know him, the more you become more like him. And he can help you and change you and grow you inside with help from Holy Spirit to become the hero that God needs us to be in this world today. And this is a broken world. We live in a really broken world. There are things that happen every single day that hurt people, that hurt the environment, um, that make terrible, terrible choices for future generations. But Jesus wants us to be more heroic than ever before, I believe. And we're just going to finish um, this morning before we pray together by watching an amazing video. Um, I know that a lot of us, we've been um, following the Pete Grieg um, Lord's Prayer series, which has been amazing, How to Pray, sorry. Um, And many, many years ago, I think it was 1999, Pete Grieg wrote a 24-7 prayer vision. Um, And we've used it many, many times over the years, um, with young people especially. And a few years ago, there was a crowdfunding um, group who made it into a video, really powerful video. Um, I've also tucked in the front of everyone's seats, there's little bits of paper. Now, I know that the lettering is tiny. Don't panic, you don't have to read it right now. Those are for people to take home and just tuck in their Bible. If you want a larger copy, an A4 copy, because there's a lot of words on it, which is why not everyone got an A4 copy, come and speak to us at the end, and we'll quickly go and print you out one to take home. But this is Pete Grieg's 24-7 prayer prayer vision, and I believe that this is the call that God has on every single one of us today for us to walk out the doors of our church determined to start behaving as the heroes God wants us to be. So we're going to watch the video together, and then we'll respond to it. Can we just make sure that the volume's up as well? Thanks. So this guy comes up to me and says, what's the vision? What's the big idea? I open my mouth and words come out like this. The vision. The vision is Jesus. 
obsessively, dangerously, undeniably, Jesus. The vision is an army of young people. You see bones, I see an army. And they are free from materialism. They laugh at nine to five little prisons. They could eat caviar on Monday and cross on Tuesday. They wouldn't even notice. They are mobile like the wind. They belong to the nations. They need no passport. People write their addresses in pencil and wonder at their strange existence. They are free, yet they are slaves of the hurting and dirty and dying. What's the vision? The vision is holiness that hurts the eyes. It makes children laugh and adults angry. It gave up the game of minimum integrity long ago to reach for the stars. It scorns the good and strains for the best. It is dangerously pure. Light flickers from every secret motive, every private conversation. It loves people away from their suicide leaps, their Satan games. This is an army that will lay down its life for the cause. A million times a day, its soldiers choose to lose that they might one day win the great well done of faithful sons and daughters. Such heroes are as radical on Monday morning as Sunday night. They do not need fame from names. Instead, they grin quietly upwards and hear the crowd chanting again and again come on and this is the sound of the underground the whisper of history in the making foundations shaking revolutionaries dreaming once again mystery is scheming in whispers conspiracy is breathing this is the sound of the underground and the army is disciplined young people who beat their bodies into submission every soldier would take a bullet for his comrade at arms the tattoo on their back boasts for me to live is Christ and to die is gain sacrifice fuels the fire of victory in their upward eyes winners Martyrs, who can stop them? Can hormones hold them back? Can failure succeed? Can fear scare them or death kill them? And the generation prays like a dying man with groans beyond talking. With warrior cries, sulfuric tears. And with great barrel loads of laughter. Waiting, watching 24, 7, 3, 6, 5. Whatever it takes, they will give breaking the rules, shaking mediocrity from its cozy little hide, laying down their rights and their precious little wrongs, laughing at labels, fasting essentials. The advertisers cannot mold them, Hollywood cannot hold them. Peer pressure is powerless to shake their resolve at late night parties before cockerel cries. They are incredibly cool, dangerously attractive inside, and on the outside, they hardly care. They wear clothes like costumes to communicate and Celebrate, but never to hide. Would they surrender their image or their popularity? They would lay down their very lives, swap seats with the man on death row. Guilty as hell, a throne from an electric chair with blood and sweat and many tears, with sleepless nights and fruitless days. They pray as if it all depends on God and live as if it all depends on them. Their DNA chooses Jesus. He breathes out and they breathe in their subconscious. They had a blood transfusion with Jesus. Their words make demons scream in 
shopping centers. Don't you hear them coming? Herald the widows, summon the losers and the freaks. Here comes the frightened and the forgotten. With fire in their eyes, they walk tall and trees abroad. Skyscrapers bow, mountains of the wolf by these children of another dimension. Their prayers summon the hounds of heaven and invoke the ancient dream of Eden. And this vision will be, it will come to pass. It will come easily and it will come soon. How do I know? Because this is the longing of creation itself, the groaning of the spirit, the very dream of God. My tomorrow is his today, my distant hope is his 3D, and my feeble, whispered, faithless prayer invokes a thunderous, resounding, bone-shaking, great amen. From countless angels, from heroes of the faith, from Christ himself, and he is the original dreamer, the ultimate winner, guaranteed. I know the first time that we read that together, it was quite a few years ago, and first time we heard it as well, read out loud, it feels really radical, it feels extreme, and it feels almost undoable. But there's nothing in that that is not in Scripture. There's nothing in that that is not already given as command through Scripture. It's a creative expression and a gathering of all those things that we can and should be as heroes of faith put together in that creative way. But please do take away the words. If if just that presentation, if you didn't quite connect with that, please do take it away and read it and just find in that how God is calling us to be heroes and heroic. And it is for all of us. It's not just for the great and the good, whatever that even means, but it's for every single follower of Jesus. So I'm just going to ask in a moment, Jonathan, maybe if you just play in the background, and I'm just going to encourage people, invite you to gather together, maybe in your family groups, if you've come as a family, if you've not come as a family, maybe just find people around you who you're comfortable sat with praying, and maybe just take focus from what we've talked about this morning. Maybe Maybe even select one of those words, justice, mercy, humility. Is there one of those that you want to pray for more of in your life? Do you want to feel more equipped in that area so that you can leave today and become even more heroic in our faith journey? And just pray for one another. Children, pray pray for your parents. Parents, pray for your children. Um, pray for your friends. Pray for one another. And just spend that time together because it is in that unity of prayer and of sharing that we will find ourselves feeling stronger and braver and able to be heroic. So we'll just spend a couple of minutes doing that and I will just close us off in prayer at the end.
Father God, we thank you for this time together this morning. And as we just continue praying and, and worshipping now, God, I just pray, I just feel really compelled to pray especially for that gift of humility. Humility in the sense that we might fully understand who you've made us to be and that we would, we would walk in that gifting. God, I just pray for those people in this room today in our church who maybe feel unable to share their gifting maybe feel like they need that little bit of bravery just to step out and to say, do you know what, I can do that or or I can do this. And God, I just pray that there would be a supernatural sense of humility in this church and that we would be a church that shows mercy, mercy to all, without hindrance, God, even when it feels uncomfortable. In fact, God, especially when it feels uncomfortable to offer that mercy, that's what you've called us to. And I just pray, God, that we would be a voice of justice in our community. In this small part of the world in which we live, God, we are called to be just and also to send that message out to the nations. We thank you, God, for the work that's going on in Brazil with those children on the rubbish dumps. That is an injustice in our world. And if we can buy cards and send money, then, God, that is an act of justice. If we can pray, that is an act of justice. And help us to find those things that we can do, God, that will step us out into being more heroic for you. Amen.